This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show, your number one source for navigating the complexities of modern dating and relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, founder of singleinthecity.ca. Online dating doesn't seem to be going anywhere these days, okay? (laughs) How can you make it work for you, though? And I'm really excited to welcome back a past guest to dive into this today. Today, we're joined by Michael Kay. He's the head of global communications at OkCupid, one of the world's largest dating apps. Michael leads public relations programming, influencer marketing, and social media at OkCupid. And he's here to share his insights with us. So um, from staying authentic online to navigating dating apps over the holidays, we have a lot to cover today. So let's jump right in. Hey, Michael. Welcome back to the show. How's it going? It's going well. I'm so happy to be back here with you. I know. I'm glad that you're back too. So last time we dished about trends and you touched on the whole open relationship buzz that's happening right now. Are there other ways like that online dating has evolved over the years and do you see future trends coming? Yeah, I think the biggest change we've seen over the past year and and there's really no signs of it really slowing down is that... (laughs) no signs (laughs) people are more mindful and they are looking for more meaningful connections so that's not to say that people aren't you know looking for their version of tall dark and handsome but they're looking for way more substance than they ever were before they want someone who has compatible views to them they want you to be interesting and have things in common and they want to know about how you feel about some of the biggest issues that we're facing whether it's climate change or racial justice or if you're voting in your local elections that's a big turn on for people and people are weighting that as much more of a priority than they have been 5, 10, 15 years ago. Because okcupid has been around for 20 years this January. 20 years. And Single in the City has been around for 21. And I remember, though, Match.com was around when I launched Single in the City. There were only about three dating apps at that time. So you guys must have launched a year after we launched Yeah, but I'm really happy to see that people are looking for more connections that vibe with their personalities and future goals. I mean, that's a plus. I I think we owe the pandemic uh, to that, right? Like the pandemic had a a lot to do with the shaping of online dating and what it is today. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. What we saw at the beginning of the pandemic was a lot of people took a pause Mm -hmm. in in dating in in really every part of their life because we were forced to. And this period of being at home allowed all of us to take a step back and get a little bit more perspective on what's truly important to us. And what we saw was a lot of those materialistic, superficial characteristics kind of melted away off of a lot of people's wish list in a partner. And they started to prioritize different things. I mean, five years ago, when I looked at the most answered questions on OkCupid, they were really fluffy topics. Do you want to go out for coffee on a first date? Do you like going for a walk? Really nothing that was 
super substantial or didn't tell you too, too much about a person. This year, when we looked at the questions that most people were answering and that not only the most answers, but what women in particular, for example, were ranking as the most important to them, it was, is mental health as important as physical health? Is it important to practice self-love? How uh, are you pro-choice? Do you support marriage equality? You know, they were, they wanted to go a lot deeper with who they were matching with and who they were talking to on OkCupid. I guess they want to see and make sure that the person or the people that they're connecting with are actually working on themselves. And, you know, they, they put a focus on personal growth, which I think is super important. Okay, now I'm going to say it, okay. <laughs> but I hear so many people complain about online dating and dating apps and how it's such a waste of time. And they find it nearly impossible to meet somebody. Okay. Now, because I give people advice about this. And I feel that most people aren't being intentional. And intentionality is absolutely crucial in online dating. So, Michael, how can individuals be more intentional in their approach, especially considering the potential for miscommunication in the digital space? Absolutely. Well, first, um, you have to be really open and honest in what you're putting out on your profile. So I, I always recommend people be honest about what's important to you. If you do not want children, great. There's so many people out there who don't want that either. Yeah. If you are not looking for marriage, that's okay. And if you want to be married tomorrow, we get it. You know, so be really honest about what you want in a partner, what you want in a relationship. Otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to attract people with different values who are looking for different things and you're not going to be you're not going to make a connection with this person. A lot of people and I always start with the profile because that's really the first step on all these apps. Um, but a lot of people are putting into their profile what they think someone else is going to want to find in a partner. And sometimes that's not totally aligned with who they are and what they're looking for. And then they're complaining about the matches that they're seeing, but you're getting matches based on what you're putting out there. So you have to be really mindful about that. And then I also remind people that when we're when we go to a new school for the first time, when we go to a college, it's really hard to make new friends. You have to put yourself out there constantly and have conversations and meet new people. And when we're applying for jobs, you don't just apply to one job and get that job and you're there for the next 40 years. You're applying to hundreds of jobs sometimes. You're going on dozens of interviews. Everything in life is work and dating is work too. So you can't go into this thinking, I'm gonna download a dating app in a couple of hours, I will have all these matches, I'll meet someone and it's over and done with. It can happen though. <laughs> it actually it happened happen. to me, so I, I will say that it worked wow. for me. Yeah, um, awesome. I am still dating the first date I ever went on on Tinder almost 10 years later. So wow. congrats. I'm here to say online dating works. It does um, work. You, you, do have to put, you do have to put work into it and you have to be checking in on your dating app. Sometimes people will create a profile, they'll match with all these people and then they forget about it for days or even a week. And you, you need to stay on top of it. You need to be creating conversation, fostering conversations, nurturing them. And, and eventually when you're feeling safe, move off the app, make dates in person and, and continue on with in-person connections. 
Or you can make a date online. That could be your first date too. If you don't absolutely, that's what I did. Someone right away. Yeah, right. That still sticks. It's not just a pandemic thing. I think you need to also take a deep dive into what you're looking for and who you are as a person. And also, I find that so many people waste so much time on the wrong people. So if someone tells you that they're not looking for anything serious, don't waste your time with that person. Don't think you're going to change their mind. Most people will be honest with you up front about those type of things, especially men. So really, you know, pay attention to the red flags. And if someone keeps disappearing um, or doesn't align with future goals, don't even bother with that person. Don't you agree? Don't you feel that so many people like waste their time on the wrong people and they're swiping based on a photo and they don't even read the profile. Take your time. I completely agree. And you have to remember that in the beginning stages, you're the first time you're talking to someone or the first time you're dating someone in many ways, that should be the easiest, lightest part of this journey with them. So if you're struggling right from the get go, probably a red flag. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's time for a stop uh, for a quick break. We're going to continue our conversation with Michael K from OKCupid right after the break. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday nights. I'm your host, Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. And we're here today with our special guest, Michael K from OKCupid. And we're chatting about online dating in general. And uh, we're, we've got so much to cover. So let's continue our conversation. Okay, Michael, uh, what strategies? do online platforms employ to keep users engaged over time beyond the initial sign-up phase? Yeah, so for us on OkCupid, we really try to keep people engaged and having conversations through our in-app questions, which we hope help people find other matches that are more compatible with them. But these questions also serve as conversation starters because what we hear time and time again from people is, I really struggle with figuring out what to open with on on the app. And I don't know how to craft like a, a meaningful first message. And sometimes I don't know what to talk about. I feel a little bit awkward. So we use our, our matching questions. We have thousands of them in the app. And we use that as a way for us on the product side, our algorithm, to show you people that you have a lot in common with but also to give you ideas of opening conversations or just conversation starters once you've already started talking to them. Are they AI based? No, but we have used ChatGPT to draft some of our matching questions in 2023, which is a fun experiment for us. Now, do you foresee an issue using AI though? Because I can see a lot of people that don't know how to have conversations using AI. And then when they meet up with the person, you get a totally different person. This person doesn't know how to communicate. I can see that being a problem. See, I think AI is going to help us in so many ways in the work that we're doing. But 
And our daters actually agree with this. AI and other tech tools are never going to replace interpersonal human connection. You need to be able to have a conversation on your own. Because to your point, you're going to move off the app or your phone eventually. <laughs> and then what? You're going to have your phone pulled up in front of you the entire day. It's not really going to work that way. No, but people don't think... I don't know. They're not thinking of the future. They're just thinking of right now. What's going to help me right now? They land this girl's number. <laughs> okay. When it comes to creating authentic online identities, how can we strike a balance between vulnerability and then maintaining privacy at the same time? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when you're figuring out who, how you're presenting yourself on a dating app, um, and really online in general, we obviously always want to put our best self forward, but I still think there's so many ways where you can still show who you are. No one wants to come across a profile where the person is seemingly perfect. We're all human. We all have flaws. We all have setbacks. And I think showing that vulnerability side, being honest and saying, you know, this has been a tough year or, or whatever it is, is actually really attractive to people. Um, emotional maturity is a really big turn on being honest about your own mental health journey. If you're, if you're someone who's in love with therapy, that is a big turn on. People are matching with people who are talking about mental health. It's, it's a really big thing for daters right now. It's one of the biggest trends that we've been seeing recently. So, um, that's interesting. Definitely don't shy away from it. Um, a lot in of fact, people are suffering from mental health. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're crazy. It just means like our society is a little messed up right now and we're having issues navigating it. That's all. Absolutely. And I, I think, and we touched upon this earlier, but I think, you know, being able to say that, hey, I've, I've reached out to someone for help on something. That's a really great character to find in a person. Mm hmm I think too, it's all about finding that sweet, sweet spot, you know, uh, setting clear boundaries for what you um, share, you know, and what's off limits uh, being picky about what you post. You don't, you don't need to spill the beans about everything. And then using, how about you're using your privacy settings, like to protect your personal information. I think that stuff's important too. Absolutely. And we actually send, um, we do this throughout the year, but we will send safety tips to our daters mm -hmm. just as a reminder of how to be really smart and safe when you are online. Um, we recently did a um, whole campaign around World Romance Scam Prevention Day and gave a lot of really great tips to our daters. Um, but making sure our people are really mindful about who they're interacting with, how they're interacting with them is so incredibly important to us and has been since the beginning. You know, and I get this question a lot. Um, how do I stop getting scammed on dating apps? Um, and the thing is, is you really need to trust your gut. If something feels off, you need to trust your gut. What would you say to those people? Yeah, so for OkCupid specifically, we recommend people to use the tools that are available on our app. Um, so we encourage people to not only verify their profile with photo verification, but also look out for the verifi uh, verification check on matches profiles to help confirm that they are the person that they're saying in their profile tip. Um, we also recommend that if someone is 
going right into talking about crypto or investment tips, probably a red flag. We tell our daters never send money to a match or to anyone that you meet online. Um, and again, if, the, if a lot of the conversation right away is focusing on finances or financial tips, like that's a huge, huge red flag and move away. And also we make it really easy to report behavior, um, bad behavior on our app, whether it's a message or a photo or a profile. So there's very easy steps to do so. And if they're working abroad, that's also an indication. A lot of these guys are in the army. Uh, <laughs> really, I mean, what are the chances that they're going to be reaching out to you? So what tips do you have for online daters to ensure effective communication and emotional connection through their digital interactions? Yeah, I would say. Because I, um, I think that conveying emotions can be quite challenging at times. Absolutely. I think, you know, making sure that you're expressing yourself in a way like especially if you're messaging through the app you have to remember these people not are not yet hearing your voice they're not seeing you um i always recommend using um punctuation and emojis to really support the excitement that you're trying to convey through a message um it also really helps show your personality don't be afraid to get goofy or have fun in your messages. Um, it doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't have to feel like a job interview right off the bat. Um, and just keep asking questions. That's one of the yeah. um, most important or the most popular icebreakers to our daters. The majority of our users agree that it's better than a simple introduction or a joke or even mentioning something on their profile. Just start asking people questions. Okay. so. Yeah, I like all that. You need to be yourself. What about emojis, though? Because you mentioned emojis. Are emojis our friends? And how should we be using them? Because I, I think there can be such a thing as overkill. Well, how would you suggest people use emojis? I think there are friends, but I think they should be complementary to our words. I don't think they should replace our words. So if you're talking to someone and with every question, they're responding with an emoji, there's no <laughs> substance there. But if you're saying a, you have a whole little story or a few sentences and you're ending with a, an emoji, great. We love that. Which ones are the most popular? I'm assuming the heart, the fire sign. What, what would you say? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of smileys, hearts, heart with smileys. A lot of those like lovey-dovey type of emojis. Hand waves are popular. <laughs> What's your favorite? Depends on the conversation, but I do love a like fun smiley emoji, like not your basic smiley emoji. Depends on my mood. Could be a melting smiley emoji if I'm really tired on a Friday night or whenever it is. But um, I do love a smiley emoji. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Okay, stay with us, guys. We're going to continue our conversation with Michael K from OKCupid right after this short break.
Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 with myself, Laura Bellotta, and my special guest tonight, Michael K from OKCupid. Michael, love, love, love interviewing you. You are an amazing guest. And you always give us such insightful information about online dating. The stuff that people want to hear and they don't get to hear from professionals like yourself. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> it's always so fun being here. Okay, with attention spans being very short in the online dating world, I've seen how quickly people swipe, okay? Like really, really fast. It's like, slow down. <laughs> how can one make a lasting impression with their profile and break through that noise of countless online profiles? So, Yeah, so basically, how can someone make their profile stand out from the rest and be noticed? Well, I would start with your photos because to be honest, that's what's going to grab people's attention first. A killer Um, photo, guys. A killer photo. It's the biggest part of your profile. So start with your photos and use something that's going to grab someone's attention. So an example I'll give is if, if someone's looking at 25 profiles in a row and they're all um, 25 different people and every person has a selfie photo, it's going to start to blur together in their mind. But if they come across someone who is at a Taylor Swift concert or, you know, at a popular vacation destination, that's something that's going to make people stop and register and want to see more, especially if it's something that they love as well. If they're also a Swifty or they might have either gone to that vacation destination or maybe it's on their to go list or to visit list. Um, so always use your photos as a way to tell a story about who you are, grab someone's attention. And they're also conversation starters. Yes, but don't highlight the background. You should be the highlight in that photo. Absolutely. And let's uh, why we're on photos. Let's ditch the multiple group shots. That is not helpful for or with the X crossed out. <laughs> I hate those. With the X, you know, no longer. Yeah, we don't want that either. No, we don't want that. And when it comes to words, you know, I would say keep it snappy. People don't have time for a novel. Maybe highlight the coolest things about yourself. What makes you tick? Uh, maybe throw in a fun fact about yourself. Anything else that you want to throw in there? I know humor is a big one, but not everybody's funny. How should we go about that? You're not funny. You want to inject some humor into your profile. How do we do that? Yeah. To your point, like not everyone is funny or not everyone has the same sense of humor, even if you are funny. But for your summary or or the prompts that you're filling out on your profiles, I think the easiest way to make the most of that space on your profile is give something that people can react to. So if you're not funny and you're struggling and you're like, do I open with a joke here? You don't have to be funny. That's totally okay. And sometimes people humor is more in that face-to-face interaction anyway. So for your summary or prompts or whatever you're filling out, I always tell people like make a quick list because that'll make give something that people can respond to. And what I mean by that is, If you're an avid reader, maybe throw out a few books that are on your to-be-read list. Or if you love music, talk about what you just saw on your Spotify wrapped that just came out. Um, And that'll give people, that'll tell people a little bit more about you, what you're interested in, what your hobbies are. But it also gives them something to react to. I can then say, 
oh my God, did you read their last book? Or wait, that was my top artist on Spotify wrapped as well. Yeah, I love it. And try to be positive at all times and try to mix it up too. update your profile, add new pictures, keep it fresh. I love that you just said, keep it positive, because that's a thing we see all the time. We and we actually looked at the data. So you don't want to list out reasons for people to pass on you because they're going to do that if they see that we on OkCupid actually see that profiles with terms like pass on me if and don't like me if actually get fewer messages, conversations and contact exchanges than those who don't. It's just really common sense. It's so much better to be positive in your profile and list out the reasons why people should like you. I see a jaded person. When I come across profiles like that, I'm thinking, what has this person gone through? And they're not over it. Whatever mm -hmm. they went through, they're still dealing with. So I'm going to swipe left. But there are people that will swipe right because he's cute or she's cute or pretty or whatever. Right. Just don't waste your time. That is one of the secrets to online dating and making it work for you is to stop wasting your time. Because when you do waste that time, Michael, right? You get burnt out and then you're like, this sucks. Online dating sucks. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. But you are the issue, not online dating. Yeah. I mean, and everyone, like I always tell people, if you're getting dating app fatigue and you need a moment from dating, take a break. That's take totally break. great. We're going to be here forever. So if you need a week off, a couple days off, a month, whatever it is, you have to be in, a, in the mindset to be dating because if not, you're going to only project negativity and it's just going to be a bad experience for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, sending messages. Let's get back to that. How do we do that pro properly? How do we, how do we start a conversation that gets noticed? Just a quick tip. Yeah. So um, again, our, one of the most popular like first messages that people are looking for is simply asking a question. Our data shows that if you start with hi, hello, hey, that actually has the highest rate of being ignored and people aren't going to respond. Because keep in mind, if we're so busy, we're all doing a million things every day and I see a message that says, hey, or another message that says, oh my God, I saw you love Taylor Swift. Did you happen to go to the Eras tour? I'm going to respond to that one because immediately it's giving me something to respond to and we're jumping right into a conversation versus the hey, I'm like, oh, now I have to figure out what to say back to this person. Let me go back to their profile and, and see and figure out a first message. And it's so much easier to just start with a conversation, keep it light. Um, you can even ask someone like how their Monday morning is going or what they did over the weekend that what was their favorite part of the weekend or what are you looking most forward to around the holidays? Just keep it light, have a conversation, start with a question. A question is the best opener. I love it. Okay. How do online dating these days work to create inclusive environments that cater to users with diverse backgrounds and orientations? Absolutely. So that's really important for, for us at OKCupid. And it's been important since we launched. So one thing that we do is um, for our questions, for example, we have questions specifically created for LGBTQIA plus people. Um, and even with that, um, under that umbrella, 
if you're gay, you will see some questions. And if you're bisexual, you'll see other questions. Or if you're a lesbian, you'll see other questions and so on and so forth. So we really tailor our questions to create a very inclusive environment. Um, we also address really important issues through our questions like racial justice, gun control, education reform, um, because we know people are having these conversations and they want to know how another how their match might feel about these topics. Um, and then we also have questions in over 30 countries around the world because, we, I mean, we have daters in well over 100 countries and we want to be mindful and and we want if you're dating on OkCupid in Israel, we want you to feel like this app was created for Israeli daters or our daters in Germany. We want them to feel like this was an app created for German daters. So we're catering to we use our product to cater to a lot of different groups of people and we beyond our questions we have um we've always created um tools for people who are in open relationships to date more easily on okcupid people who are polyamorous um we were the first major dating app to expand gender and orientation options the first major dating app to introduce a pronouns feature for queer people which we've opened up that feature to everyone across um, OKCupid. Do you feel that there's a concern that some online daters may feel that pressure or they may be criticized for their dating preferences? Because I'm feeling that right now, Partic particularly when it comes to choosing to date within or outside of your own race. That So that's actually a a trend that we've seen move in the opposite direction on OkCupid. Okay. So over the past few years, um, interestingly enough, um, really accelerated by the pandemic, we saw people dating outside of their race and outside of their religion more than they ever have before in our almost 20 years of history. Again, a lot of those things that used to matter don't necessarily matter to younger daters where a lot of my friends' parents, they all dated within their own religion, for example. That was a big thing for them. But millennials aren't as religious as older demogra demographics, and Gen Zers are not as religious as older generations. So I think we've seen a shift in what is on people's checklist, and things like race and religion just aren't playing as big of a role anymore. Well, I think also it's important to mention, though, that everybody has their own preferences and comfort zones, and that's totally okay, uh, and that nobody should feel pressured or made to feel bad about their dating choices, including the decision to date within or outside of their race. Because I do feel that, you know, some people are feeling that pressure, and I don't believe that you should because you like what you like. And I always tell people, like, you know, if somebody comes at you, just tell them, like, do you have to sleep with them? You know, <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy sex with my partner. Anyways, time for a quick break. Stay tuned as we continue our discussion with Michael Kay about online dating in the new year. Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. 
Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Vallada, and we're here with Michael Kay from OKCupid tonight discussing the things that you need to keep in mind for better online dating success in 2024. Ikes. Sounds weird to say 2024. This year, it just flew by. It did. It did. I can't believe we're already in the holidays. I know. Okay. So with a little research, I found some information that states that the first Sunday in January, except for New Year's Day itself, always brings this huge surge in activity because people have more free time again after Christmas and the New Year. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. We we call it Dating Sunday or Single Sunday. And basically throughout the entire year, Sunday afternoons and evenings are actually the most active times we see on dating apps every single week. But that first Sunday of January after New Year's is our Super Bowl. It is when you see just unprecedented activity and engagement on the app. Um, It's, you know, we're past New Year's. And so many people are like, I am not going through another New Year's Eve single again. I want someone there. You know, they're getting their gym membership. They're getting their dating app membership. They are working on themselves. New year, new them. Yeah. Now, what about the days leading up to Christmas? People are super busy with parties, family stuff, you name it. And then finding that time to chat or meet somebody um, online might be tight. But there's that pressure that some people experience to find the special person during the season. What advice do you have for those people when navigating the dating apps? They want to be on them. They're a little busy. What do you think? I think the holidays are the best time to be on a dating app because we're out of work. We are not in our office every day. It gives us, sure, we're running around going different family and friend holiday parties, but you have a lot of free time to be at home and maybe update your dating profile, you know, swap out some old photos and add some new ones and maybe change some of the prompts that you responded to or update your summary section. This is like a great time to work on ourselves and our dating profiles. I love it. I love it. What about those people that are just home for the holidays or they have more free time and they're just looking for that holiday romance? I always say be upfront about it. Um, so I'm assuming that you're going to agree with me. How should people communicate this? Yeah. Something that they put on or write out on their profile or what do you think? So it really depends. Um, you know, the behaviors change for different, um, groups of people. I think on dating apps like OkCupid, you can bring this up in your messages. You can let people know that you're home for the holidays. Not everyone um, goes home for the holidays, but for those who are, if you're looking for some fun while you're home, just be honest about it. Let people know when you're in town. Um, it's funny for for gay daters, it's very different. And we actually have a new app that we just launched called Archer for gay, bisexual, and queer men. And what we see on that app is that people will actually add the dates and cities where uh, the cities um, that they're going to and the dates that they'll be there. So they'll say Miami, this date through that date, New York City, this date through that date, LA, Chicago, if they're traveling a lot. So they're really upfront with where they're at and what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that as long as you're being honest about it. Absolutely. Now, as we wind down the year, taking a moment to reflect on our dating journey, um, 
that can be a very big game changer for us. How can online daters use this time for self-reflection and setting positive intentions for the upcoming year in their dating lives? Yeah, um, there's actually, I have a friend who she writes down notes from all the dates that she goes on. And I, love that. I think that's such a brilliant idea because yes. where we're at right now at the end of the year, what we can do is really reflect on our dating journey from the past year and look at the dates that you've been on. Even if it didn't turn into a relationship, there's still going to be things that worked and things that didn't work. And you can take those learnings um, into, into 2024. Um, and I think there's lessons that you can pull from those dates and say, you know what, this type of personality didn't really work well for me. And maybe think about what you're doing that attracts that type of personality. Um, look at dates that you had a really good time with, maybe find some commonalities between some of those people. And, um, maybe that goes into how you're matching with new people in, in 2024. But, I always like to reflect on, you know, what just happened and pull as many learnings out as you possibly can. I love all of that. I love what your friend is doing, taking the highs and lows, things that worked, things that didn't work. Uh, did you learn something new about yourself? Any patterns that you noticed? Um, and set positive intentions for the next chapter, the next year. Maybe it's time to be more open-minded. Maybe you're a little bit rigid. Maybe you need to be dating outside of your comfort zone and giving you people an opportunity, a chance. Um, and just be very clear, I think, about what you're looking for. And um, I love it. And stay positive. Again, always, always stay positive. Right, Michael? <laughs> Yeah. So I also like maybe set goals for yourself. Like if yeah. you're someone who's like in 2024, I really want to find a relationship. Well, that's great. So maybe it's your goals can look something like I will log into my dating app at least three to four times every single week. I will check in on those days multiple times. I want to go on a date with a new person at least once a week. And I want to make sure that I'm going on new types of dates. I don't want to only have drink dates or coffee dates or dinner dates. I want to go for a hike or I want to go to the movies or I want to go axe throwing. I want to try a new type of activity. I can't believe how many people frown upon a coffee date. I, I love coffee dates. I think they're perfect. One hour max, I'm out of there. And if there's no connection, see ya. And if there is, hey, we'll see each other again. I always uh, put out this one hour date rule. I love it. Let them know I only have an hour today. But there are many women that won't go on a, a coffee date. <laughs> I, about that? I, I love a coffee date. I think I it's do. really low pressure. Yes. You do not have to dress up for a coffee date. It's super casual. Who doesn't love coffee? And if you don't like coffee, get a tea, get something else. I think it's a great, great, great first date um, and or, or date in general. And to be honest, if it does go really well, who knows? Maybe you wrap up that coffee date and you meet them for drinks later. Mm-hmm. Continue it. Now, where do you see the future of online dating heading and what innovations or changes might shape the industry in the coming years? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think we're going to, um, I think part of the future of online dating is going to be creating or helping our daters have these really meaningful offline experiences as well. So making sure that we are the online platform that's getting them to these dates, but also being a better resource for 
how they're navigating dating in person. I think we're going to see a lot more in-person experiences coming from dating apps. I think you guys should hire me to help you out with that. I think I'd be perfect. <laughs> you should. Michael, you have been such a treat. I love having you and I'm sure we'll have you on again. Where can people learn more about you um, and what apps would you like to talk about right now that you want to drive people to for the holidays? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me at Michael KPR on Instagram. If anyone has dating questions after this, feel free to DM me. You can find OKCupid at OKCupid on Instagram, on TikTok. We, I also recommend checking out the OKCupid blog. There's a ton of really great resources there as well. A lot of data, which I know both of us really love. Um, and yeah, definitely download OKCupid. It's completely free. You have nothing to lose. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. And guys, you can connect with me at official Laura Bellotta on TikTok and Instagram. And Single in the City is hosting two New Year's parties, one in Toronto at Kelly's Landing and one in Burlington at Jackson's Landing. You can get all the information on www.singleinthecity.ca. Guys, happy shopping and we'll see you next week. Have a great night.